Welcome to the Exercises for Everyone podcast, where we talk about all things related to exercise, regardless of having limitations or not. Our guests provide information, insight, and inspiration to get you moving and keep you going. My name is Wendy Kleinke, and I am your host. So let's get started. All right, welcome. I'm so excited to get started today. I have Dan Glatz with me here today, and Dan has a phenomenal story about how exercise has impacted and changed his life. Dan has gone from uh, exercise touching him as a young young man into working as a lawyer and then pivoting into working as a personal trainer, which is a huge jump. Dan, welcome. I'm so glad to have you here with us today. Thank you for coming on and taking the time to talk with us. Hey, Wendy. Thanks so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So why don't you just tell us about how exercise first kind of entered into your life? Sure. Um, I don't know if it's a cliche story or not, but, um, you know, as as a young kid, I was always uh, very small, very scrawny, very skinny um, up through through, uh, high school and um, you know, I would get beat up a lot. I didn't have a lot of respect from other people and I think more so for myself. And I remember, um, the most significant, one of the most significant moments in my life was one day I came home, um, after getting, uh, beat up pretty bad on the bus and my, my stepdad at, at the time he's my stepdad, he ended up legally adopting me. Um, but at the time he, uh, he brought me down into his basement, his makeshift basement gym, and he said, all right, no more of this. And I didn't even know what he was talking about at the time, but he, he brought me into his gym and he said, we're going to start working hard and we're going to start changing and you're going to start having respect for yourself. And um, he taught me how to lift weights. He taught me how to exercise. And you know, if I'm being honest with you, it wasn't something that I was very into at the time. Uh, it took me a little bit to get going. Um, I really didn't enjoy it at the time. And I think one of the biggest reasons I didn't enjoy it was because, you know, I would go down there and lift weights and everything felt like a thousand pounds. I just felt like mm-hmm. I felt very discouraged by the process. But um, the more and more that I, di- I, I did it, a thousand pounds, what once felt like a thousand pounds started to feel like a hundred pounds started to feel like 50 pounds, started to feel like 20 pounds. Um, and I just started getting stronger and, and um, I started noticing changes, um, both in my strength. And, um, you know, when I looked in the mirror, I, I didn't, I wasn't discouraged by what I saw anymore. Um, and that continued over, over um, the span of the summers between the school year. And I went back to school and um, people looked at me a little differently. Um, I started earning more respect for myself, um, but more significantly than the way others looked at me, I I started um, appreciating who I was when I looked at myself. Um, so I, I think it was just a, a really good start to my process to um, becoming a better version of myself. Um, and I also... Even though I was a scrawny little nerd, as I um, think of myself now, I was uh, a big-time baseball player. Um, and luckily, I was fortunate enough to um, play college baseball. And um, again, I was always the smallest kid on every team I played on. But 
because I had gotten into working out and because I um, made myself into a stronger version of myself, I was, um, I'd grown into uh, a competitive athlete. And um, so it was, it was just a blessing that I got a chance to, to play a college sport. And then, you know, once I got done playing baseball, I, uh, I just wanted to stay competitive with something. So I started just taking weightlifting more seriously and fast forward to today. Now I'm doing um, strongman competitions. Um, I don't know if you know what strongman is. It's the yeah, you know, guys yeah. who pull the trucks and lift the tires. And it's just, it's a really cool thing to be a part of because I remember when I was a kid, I would watch, you know, the world's strongest man competitions. And um, it's something I, I always said, oh, it'd be, re- it'd be awesome to be a part of that. I never thought in a million years that I would, you know, get to compete in something like this. Um, and I'm I'm not the next Brian Shaw. I'm not the next Eddie Hall. I'm not the next world's strongest man. But the fact that I, I'm I'm getting a chance to be competitive in something like this is just it's really cool. So, um, so I guess I, I would say, as it stands today, getting stronger and um, and um, continuing to work out, continuing to make that part of my life is is still probably the biggest part of my life. That's fantastic. I would love it if you would like maybe explain like if you had a young man sitting in front of you that was getting beat up all the time. Like what would you say to him? Like what would you say to your younger self? Oof, that's a good question. That is a phenomenal question. Um and I think it's a good question because that that's you know the the I'll say client, but I don't like to think of it as a client. The the, um, the person that I want to train and affect the most is, is a younger version of myself. I want to help skinnier guys get stronger. Um, and I think the most significant thing that I could tell those young men and my younger self, if I had a chance to talk to myself, is um, to start respecting yourself. And not through the lens of how others see you, but how you view yourself. Um, and... I'm not going to sit here and tell you that a person's value comes from, you know, their appearance. I don't want to portray that message at all, but how you feel about yourself and um, being able to look yourself in the mirror, knowing that you're the best version of yourself. That's where your spec comes from. It doesn't come from how others view you. It doesn't come from, how others treat you comes from how you treat yourself and how you view yourself. That is so right on. I love, I love that. Yeah, that is so right on. I find that there's a pretty common thread with people who work in the industry, that there's definitely a lot of stuff that goes on on the inside before it can happen on the outside. So I, I love it that you address that and that you recognize it. Some, some people don't even recognize it, you know, um, the struggle of, you know, keeping your confidence and really how it affects you kind of morphing into like a, not just a a better body, but like a better self, like a better sense of self. I love that. That's, that's awesome. That's so right on. So you, you mentioned that you'd really like to help, you know, like younger people who are trying to put on muscle. So like, how how do you want to help them? I mean, like, what is your like, what is your style? So that's a good question. Um, and 
I, I, I think that every person who comes into the gym or, um, or wherever you want to work out, some people are intimidated by going to the gym. Um, when any person go, comes into a workout, I think what a lot of trainers struggle with is that every person should be treated differently. Everybody has their own goals. Everybody has their own um, has their own talents and gifts. Everybody's good at something else, but everybody has uh, something different that they're trying to achieve. So everybody needs to be treated differently. Everybody needs to um, everybody needs to start on a different uh, footstep. Everybody's journey starts in a different path. And honestly, that was something that I had to get used to when I first started training. I forget where I came from, honestly. I, I didn't know how to lift weights when I first started. I didn't know how to um, put on muscle. I didn't know I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and something I took for granted and something I learned very quickly that some people are more advanced than others and some people are starting in different places. Um, so... I'm sorry if I'm getting away from your question, but but I okay. guess I guess the mindset is, has always got to be that everybody needs to be treated differently. Um, you know, two guys who are both trying to put on muscle, um, they could be in the same size, could be both 120 pounds soaking wet, same height, but that doesn't mean that they're going to have the same um, set of skills. It doesn't mean they're going to have the same um, abilities. So I guess what I would say is everybody needs to be treated differently um, and start on their own path in a different way. Yeah, you know, and sometimes there's there's unseen hurdles that you're facing, you know. Um, right. Body dysmorphia is something that's actually very common in men, right. which I'm sure, you know, with your, you know, your education, you've probably come across. But it, it's, I found it very interesting when I was, you know, learning in school that, Sometimes when people look in the mirror, they see something different than what's actually there. Right. And it's, it's really prevalent in men. It's very prevalent in men. I mean, women as well. But I, I was really surprised by that, probably just because I'm a woman, you know. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, I, it's I probably just because I'm a woman. But, um, yeah, and, you know, like, really, there's a lot of sometimes internal challenges as well. Like, you can't just look at somebody and know what kind of stress they have or what's going on at home. And all of those things can really impact what's going on within your body, you know, I mean, because stress affects your hormone levels and whatnot. Right. But I think you're absolutely right. You know, everybody has, you know, they have their own limitations. They have their own gifts and talents. They have their own, they want to work at their own pace, you know, like not everybody wants to work at the same pace, you know, and not everybody wants to work as hard. You know, some people have different ideas of what's enough, you know? Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah, I agree. Totally agree with that. That's awesome. So when it comes to helping others, like wh where do you stand with, like, I know you're a trainer and you've, you know, are obviously very passionate about it because you've made a huge career change. But how do you how, how do you help like educate the guys? So you've got the guys that you're helping because you help men, right? So you got the men that you're helping. Do you help women too? Um, if I'm being honest with you, right now the majority of my clients are women. Um, yeah. It just kind of happened that way. 
but women are more open to training. That's why. <laughs> but seriously, they're, it's it, that's that. pretty common. Yeah, women are more open to it. But um, so you've got somebody in front of you, and you're going to help them put some muscle on their body. What's the first thing you do? Like, what's the first thing that you want to talk to them about? Do any of your women want to do a strongman competition? No, but I will say that today um, I I taught a young uh, girl who she's 23. She came to me um, in the middle of August just for the purpose of um, losing weight and getting fitter. But I said, you know what? Let's let's learn how to deadlift today. And and she was all for it. And I said, awesome, let's do it. And, um, and I asked her, I, I said, are you okay with this? I, I understand it's not what's ideal for somebody who's trying to get fit or just get lean. You know, there's a common misconception about, you know, I want to lose weight. I just have to do cardio and run and mm, all yeah. this stuff. And she said, no, I want to get strong. And I said, all right, let's do it. Um, so it's, no- there's something really empowering about feeling strong. You know, and I think there's something that like you were talking about how your confidence kind of changed once you started, even even though like you hated hated it when you started. Right. Right. I mean, you definitely had a a very direct need, though, that your your father saw in you to make a change. Right. Um, Just in order to, you know, protect yourself and to keep to keep that going. But I think that there's a level of confidence that comes that as you're seeing what you are capable of doing, it almost encourages you to, to want to do more and to just keep going. And, you know, there's something to be said about confidence. You know, I mean, just looking at younger people, you can, you can look at them and you can see who's confident and who's not. Right. Right. And I mean, really, I mean, I think you can probably see it in people of all ages. I think it's easier to observe in younger, younger people, but, um, you know, it, it definitely it and it makes other things better too. So not just like about how you feel about your body, but about how you feel about yourself, about how you go about your day. You know, the confidence in the the tasks that you have to do and the work that you have to do. Right. So I I think it's great that you're having her do deadlifts because I'm sure it's boosting her confidence in like astronomical levels. I'm. I'm a strength-based girl myself, mm. so you know I have kind of a similar story to you, where um, I was just very thin and I was having some problems because of it. People were kind of hassling me about it. I was a little bit older, but um, yeah, you know, um, I totally, I, I, I love it that you're having her do deadlifts, and I, 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 it does not surprise me at all that she is into it. You know, yeah, it's yeah, that that doesn't surprise me at all. So that's awesome. Um, so let's see what else, what about, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about like what happened with the job, right? So you went to college, you played baseball in college, you got this awesome degree in law. So a very stable, you know, financially secure job that was probably super high stress. I'm just guessing. I don't know. I've never been a lawyer. So you'll, you'll have to, you'll have to tell us. (laughs) Tell us about that. So, um, yeah, it was um, it was it was really just my goal going into the legal field. Um, 
I just had these aspirations and these desires to, to just help people. And, you know, I had been in court at a very young age. Um, and I, I just saw very early on that the ju- judicial system is corrupt. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I had made it my mission um, to become a lawyer and, and fight the bad guys and do good in the world, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I as, long, as well as uh, I think a majority of the, the young men and women in law school um, just went into it with this idea of making this positive change and this big impact on the world. Um, so I went to college for four years, went to law school for three years, and I studied my butt off to pass the bar, and I did it. And at the time, it was so rewarding. It was just, um, it was just such a big deal to me. I love telling people, I'm a lawyer, I'm an attorney. You know, it's, it was, um, it was just something I was proud of. Sure, should but, be. Um, fast forward four years, and um, I, I, I just learned that. I say I learned that my experience in the legal field, I didn't, um, I didn't get to see what I had hoped. I didn't get to do what I had hoped I would get to do. Um, I didn't feel as though I was making a change. Um, it was a very disheartening, very discouraging, um, very frustrating four years where I felt like I was just going through the motions. Um, I felt like I would, everything that I would do was already decided beforehand. Um, and I, I don't mean to downplay the work that many lawyers do. I'm sure there's many out there who have had different experiences and are making a huge change in the world. Mm-hmm. And God bless them for it. I myself, unfortunately, just didn't have that experience. And um, I, I remember the exact day, it was March 3rd of this year, actually, where I drove two hours to court. Um, and I won't get to, into the ins and outs of what happened in the court that day, but I just, I just remember leaving, just feeling just extremely frustrated, extremely discouraged. I'm going to keep using the same words over and over, but it was just a very recurring theme over the four years of practicing law. Um, and I, I sat in my car in that parking lot of the courthouse and I cried, I cried like a baby and, um, I sat there and thought, you know, it's time to do something meaningful. It's time to, time to do something worthwhile. And I, um, I thought to myself, all right, what do you like to do? And what's something that you can help people with? And I said, all right, well, you're passionate about fitness. Mm-hmm. Let's make, let's make that a, let's make that a priority. So I, as I sat there in the parking lot, I signed up to take the PT test and um, by the way, it was, it was always my intention to just make that, I call it a side hustle. Um, mm-hmm. It's always my intention to just do um, personal training on the side and find, find fulfillment in that while I continue to practice law. Um, and five min- months later, after studying um, a lot, I ended up passing the test and I started training um, pretty, pretty quickly. I luckily found some clients on Craigslist and Facebook. And um, after doing it a little bit, and after um, I would go to, go to the office and go train, and, or go train and go to the office, after doing that just a little bit, I thought, you know, why, why, why can't you make this a, 
a full-time thing. Why can't you make this your priority? And mm-hmm. obviously there's a lot of very um, obvious, unambiguous answers to that question. Um, money being one of them. You know, I went from having a very steady income to pretty much no income, no steady income. Um, so I thought about it for a long time and I, uh, it was scary. It was a very scary process. Um, I thought about it and I prayed about it. Now I'm a very spiritual person. Um, I'm a Christian. My faith is very important to me. And I, I prayed it, prayed to God for wisdom and guidance and discernment. And, um, and I feel like he gave that to me. And over the span of just a couple of weeks, I, I started feeling more and more at peace with my decision. And I just felt a tug in my heart to just to, to get out of, um, get out of the, get out of the firm, get out of the office and make it a priority. Um, which still obviously is very, very scary considering I went to school for seven years mm-hmm. on the thousands and thousands and thousands and a lot more thousands of dollars in debt. Um, and as I sit here talking to you today, I still don't really have a, a steady flow of income. I don't have a lot of clients, but I wake up with peace. I wake up with joy knowing that um, I get to go share something that I have passion about and and hopes that somebody else can embrace the same passion. Um, and here we are today. So I, that's, that's fantastic. I, I love hearing the passion in your voice and the, in, as you're sharing your story. And I, how about when like your, your clients are making breakthroughs, like you're really talking about wanting to make a difference in the lives of others. So I, as you're just getting started, I mean, I'm sure you're probably seeing some breakthroughs already. Why don't you tell us about that side of it? So, yeah, um, actually, the the girl I mentioned today, she's she's probably um, the one that I'll, that I'll always go to first when um, thought of somebody making a change comes to mind. She, uh, when I first met her, and this was when gyms were still closed. You know, um, I didn't have anywhere to train. Luckily, I live by the beach, so I put an ad up saying, hey, if anybody wants to come do a body weight workout on the beach, let me know. And um, you know, first of all, I'm posting an ad on Craigslist to go meet me at the beach. So <laughs> I get an email from, from this girl saying, hey, could you tell me a little bit about, about yourself? Hey, <laughs> are you going to murder me? You know, Um <laughs> And which I understood, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but I, uh, I ended up meeting up with this girl and um, I'm taking her through the motions and showing her some exercises. And this girl couldn't even do, um, she, she didn't know how to do a lunge. She didn't know, mm-hmm. she didn't know how to do a, a squat. You know, she could, she could barely run down to the, the water and back. And, and I'm not saying this to insult her at all. I'm saying this as a compliment and um and honestly she's been an inspiration to see how far she's come she's the same girl today i i taught how to deadlift and and she did it really well and it's just it's Uh. something that i'm i'm proud of her for doing that and um it, it just makes me really happy to see that somebody else can can um go through the process as frustrating frustrating as it is in the beginning and just um 
and just go, you know? Yeah. Like it, it, I think there's something to be said about like, you know, looking back and reflecting on your own experience and then seeing another person go through something and you can identify with them and you can pull them through it and encourage them to keep going because you know what's on the other side. Right. You know? um, Yeah. Yeah. No. And it's, it's really neat when they come to you with stories about how they see their own change within themselves, like where they see something that they couldn't do in everyday life. And now they can do it after they've been working, you know, so hard on, on their, their fitness. Now they can do it. So (laughs) have you had an opportunity to have any clients that have come to you and said, Hey, this is really cool. Um, I couldn't do this before and I can do it now. Again, I, I hate to keep bringing up the same girl, but, um, just another example today, um, I had her doing squats with bands around her knees and um, holding up weights. And it's, she looked at me and said, wow, I didn't know how to do a bodyweight squat when we first started. And she's doing something really well today. And again, I, I don't mean to just keep bringing up the same person, yeah. but it's, it's just, she's been a, just been a perfect example of somebody that puts the work in and sees, um, and sees the process bring results. You know? Yeah, you know, I, I just, this just popped into my head, but I had a client um, years ago, and when she started with me, her goal was to be able to lift the kitty litter out of the trunk <laughs> of her car. She's an older woman, and that was what she, re- she would have to scoop out a little bit at a time. She'd have to have the, you know, the grocery person come and help her put it into her car. And then she'd have to like basically haul it into the house like a a bag full at a time because it was the 40 pound bag was too heavy for her to lift. And one day she looked at me and she says, you know, and I totally forgot about that. Like it was like, I totally forgot about it. She looked at me one day and she said, you know what I did today? And I said, what did you do? She said, I brought the kitty litter in. I was like, oh my gosh, you're kidding. I was like, that's amazing. You know, like that's, That's the kind of change that happens and it really makes a big difference to people. It really affects their life. And when you can see it, when you can, when you can see the progress, you can see them making changes and you can see them advancing. It's, it's really, it's really cool to watch, you know? And I know sometimes that when I'm, you know, training clients, I forget where they were when they started, Right. you know, but they remember, Right. You know, they, they remember how hard it was when they started. Right. I, I, I train a couple older women too, um, 162 and 165. And first of all, they're two of the most fit clients I have. So exercise, yeah. exercise is for everyone. Um, yes, it is. As you say. Um, but it, it's funny because the, uh, the older one, um, I asked her, you know, what do you really want out of this? And she said, I want, to be with a group of my children and my grandchildren and I want something to fall on the ground and I want them to to tell me that they got it and I want to bend down and pick it up before they can so it's 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 just you just reminded me with the you know the kitty litter example it's these little things that you know we we might not necessarily see as um, victories in our everyday lives but it's it's something like that that can be so um powerful in someone's life 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. What do you think kind of stands in the way of getting in people's, like getting people to work on their own fitness? Like what kind of hurdles do you think are, I mean, like what kind of hurdles do you primarily run into with your clients or, or with potential clients? Like what, what do you think stops people from exercising? Like you and I know everybody should be doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Well, I, I think it's honestly something that I struggle with myself at the time. And, um, and I think it's very prevalent uh, nowadays with um, technology and social media. And, and everybody wants quick results. Everybody wants to work out and, and, and see a change. Everybody wants to get stronger every time they're in the gym. Everybody wants to lose weight every time they're in the gym. And everybody wants that magic pill, you know. And we're, we live in a society where, you know, we click on things and um, things pop up, you know, and um, people follow these Instagram models and they see these people living like, you know, statues and, and say, well, I should be able to look like that. I went to the gym a couple of times this week and um, it, it's, it's hard for people to understand that it is a process um, and it's a never ending process. I'm still in the process. You're still in the process but the process takes time and it's, it's the time that you put in and it's the work that you put in that make it so meaningful and so significant. You know, if I went into the, to the gym tomorrow and I were able to, you know, um, bench a hundred more pounds than I was yesterday, there's nothing rewarding about that. You know, it's the process that makes it rewarding. Um, so I think that the struggle that people see most that I see in people is um, being able to be patient and being able to um, just trust the process. Um, I I always like to think of it as more of a, people always say, um, you know, I want to transform. I want to see transformation. I don't like the term transformation because transformation to me means changing into somebody else, turning into somebody else. And the word transformation has a connotation of, you know, Snap your fingers, make a change. I like to think of it as more of a reformation, reforming yourself, becoming not somebody else, but becoming the best version of yourself. And um, that takes time and effort and patience. Yeah, so more like an evolution of sorts. Correct. Of of the individual. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know, and it really is more about, you know, like how you're feeling than it is about how you're looking. Right. Right. You know, and I think that a person like you can't you can't look at a person and know how they feel on the inside and know their aches right. and pains or you know their their problems or their their troubles or their hurdles. You can't just look at them and know that. Right. And you know, there's no such thing as like a the image of fitness, right? Because fitness right. is made up of you know all different components and. You can't just look a body type doesn't denote someone's fitness level. Absolutely. Right. right. So it, it it's the work that you have to do to get there, you know, and some avenues like people will be more fit in one area than than another, which I think is really common because I think people have their favorite things, you know. Absolutely. There's always things that people don't necessarily love to work on. Um it's not been my experience that I meet a lot of really well-rounded fit people. Right. Um, 
you know, I've, I've met very strong people that don't have very great flexibility, you know, or they've got, te- you know, mediocre balance, you know, I mean, working yep. on all of those components of fitness, it takes a lot of discipline. Right. And it's easy to get away from the things that you don't like, for example, like I work out with another trainer because if I don't, I will not. Yes. I, 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 there are certain things I will, I just won't do it. Like I, I'll do it like every six months. Like I, yep. I'm not a fan of biceps. I just, yeah. I don't like doing it. So I work with another trainer and she makes me do it because she knows right. I hate it. So, right. you know, yeah. like even like today, like today we had to do biceps and I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I would. And obviously I'm don't hold me on this statistic, but I would say 25% of what trainers do is, teaching how to exercise and 75% is just having somebody there making you do what you don't want to do. Well, yeah. And the accountability of it is huge. You know, I mean, there's a, there's a really big difference. It's, there's such a difference when there's somebody standing there saying to you, not only are they waiting for you to show up, but they're standing there and they're looking at you and telling you, you have to do these 25 sit-ups. And if you don't do it, I'm going to know. Right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to know you didn't do it. So unless I tell you, you don't have to, you better do it. <laughs> right. Um, but the accountability factor, I mean, it's, it's huge, you know, and really, I also think that like, I, I, I used to work with a trainer a long time ago and he would say, well, I just, you know, people can look, look the stuff up themselves. And I was like, yeah, but people don't want to. Right. And just because they can look it up doesn't mean that they're going to know how to put it together. And really, that's not even like the biggest part of it. The biggest part of it is you. Right. You know, yep. people people come back to me not because I've got some like phenomenal exercise program that somebody else doesn't have. You know, like I don't have like some like secret ingredient. They come back to me because I'm right. me, you know, and right. because of the service that I provide and, you know, the level that I deliver it. And I'm sure like and that's what it is. It's not just me. I mean, that's across the board. That's how people retain their clients. And that's, you know, and and that's what people are looking for. They're looking for accountability. They're looking for like, I just need to make sure I do it, you know, and I need somebody to help me make sure I do it. Now, if I could just have somebody follow me around and smack the bad food out of my mouth (laughs) before I eat (laughs) it, right? Yes. Yeah. I do know. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I agree with that. Totally agree with that. What else would you like to share with us? I, you know what? I, the only thing I, I would really stress is that um, you got to trust the process. You've got to, as you said, um, the word discipline is always key. Um, it's, it's an investment, you know. You're not just investing into each workout. You're, you're investing into a lifestyle. Um, people like to go into each workout saying, you know, I, I hope I, I – deadlift more today. I hope I squat more today. I hope I'm able to run an extra mile today, but it's, it's more than that. It's about taking the work that you put into to that particular workout and bringing it outside the gym. You know, it's, it's about making it into um, a lifestyle, not just in the sense of living a fit lifestyle, but, you know, living a disciplined lifestyle, becoming and maintaining yourself as the best version that you can be. Um, do you yeah. think that you could, I'm, before we wrap this up, I'd really like for you to 
kind of it explain to us a little bit about the strong man stuff. Like <laughs> that that's gotta be I'm like, I'm sure that that was a progression that took you there. Like you've been yep. working out for a long time. Do you ever see anybody just kind of try to dive right into that? And how does that look like? Like what does that look like? So that's yeah, I, I guess it has been a progression for me. Um, like I said, I, I played baseball my whole life, but and I lifted weights, but it was kind of was kind of like a no no to lift lift too much weight or try to get too strong while you're um, for baseball specifically. Um, that's more of a, a sport where flexibility is more important than just how much strength you have. But um, when I got when I got done that, like I said, I just wanted to stay competitive with something. And I, I, uh, I trained with a trainer at the time. Um, cause like you said, I, I think everybody needs a trainer, um, more so to hold you accountable than anything. But, um, and he was, a he was a professional bodybuilder and, and he said, you know, why don't you give bodybuilding a chance? I said, okay. Cause I was, um, I'd started really like putting on muscle, um, and just gaining strength that so I thought, okay, why not? Um, and I ended up doing a bodybuilding competition, which was, was very rewarding. It was, um, it's a lot of hard work and, um, a lot of time and effort. And I, I appreciated the chance to do that. But when I got done with that, I, I just, I didn't really care about how I looked. I just, I, what was important to me was getting stronger, you know, that's, mm. so I, I guess to, to your point, what you said before is about, you know, everybody has a different desire, you know, working out means something different to other, to, to everybody, you know? Um, and to me, that's, and, and to me then, and to me now, that's, that's what's important is just getting strong. Cause I like doing that. It's fun to me. And, you know, that's how I see uh, myself making progress, you know? Um, so I guess it was just all part of a process. I don't even remember the original question you asked. Oh, you're fine. No. So we're just kind of talking about how you progressed into doing strongman. Can you tell us, like, some people probably don't, like, I know what strongman is, but there's yeah. probably people who are listening who might not know what we're talking about. Could you describe yeah. to us, like, what that what that's like? Yeah, so strongman is, what always interests me about strongman, it's it's um, it's doing weird things. You know, I, I, I thought about doing a powerlifting com competition in the past, powerlifting you do you do a squat you do a bench you do a deadlift and that's it strongman you just do weird things that you wouldn't think to do but they're the kind of things that make you really strong you you carry kegs you know you you um you deadlift tires you pull trucks you um you lift tires over your head you lift logs over your head you just do weird things um and it's it's fun it's just fun to me and it's it's something that i would encourage everybody to to look into um like I said, I'm not the next world's strongest man. I'm not going to be a professional strong man anytime soon. Um, but it's, I stay competitive with it. You know, I, I always fall somewhere in the middle of the pact. Um, it's, you know, I, I guess I'm not telling people to go out and become a strong man, but do something that interests you, you know, do something that's, that's different, you know, do something that might be uncomfortable at the time because that's what workout is, right? And you work out, you're making something uncomfortable comfortable because if it's not uncomfortable, you're not going to grow. Um, so just do something that, that interests you. Do something exciting. Do something that will make you work. Um, do something that will that'll push you outside your comfort zones. Yeah. 
So what kind of cross training is involved in a strongman? Like, do you just do all those things that you just listed? Is there some other like training that you do in the gym to cross train for that at all? Like, it's a lot more cardio than people uh, would think because, which is funny because a lot of the professional strongmen you see look like big fat guys, but um, it's it's a lot of uh, heavy weight training com- combined with cardio in a very weird way. You know, for example, one thing that I that I do very regularly is carry heavy sandbags on the beach. I'll fill up a sandbag as heavy as possible, and I'll just carry it. Mm-hmm. I'll just run down the beach like that. Um, in the gym, I'll do um, I'll mix in heavy deadlifts with, with speed deadlifts, where I'll do deadlifts with a he- with a lighter weight, um, and I just do as many reps as possible, and then I'll superset that with you know kettlebell swings. It's just, it's just constantly moving, trying to pick up as heavy weight as possible while moving as quick as you can. So it's just something that's weird to me, but something that I enjoy. So it's speed times strength, right? So that's power. Right. Right? Very cool. Very cool. So, Dan, if people want to get in touch with you or, you know, join you on the beach for one of your training sessions or wherever it is that you train, are you training in the gym now? Or are you still on the beach? Yeah, so I, I'm uh, I'm giving people the option. Um, I train a couple people at their house, uh, just in their backyards. Um, I'm still offering beach training if people want to do that. And um, I am training out of a, a gym in, uh, in Long Branch, New Jersey. Um, so basically whatever you know, people want to do. Um, or I also offer customized programs for people. Um, you know, if somebody doesn't want to necessarily meet, but they might have access to their access to equipment at their house, or if they don't have access to equipment at their house, they let me know what they have and I'll write up a program for them. Um, So if you want to get in touch with me, uh, my Instagram is fitness underscore underscore Esquire, two underscores. Um, And my Facebook is Buddy Glatz, B-U-D-D-Y space G-L-A-T-Z. Dan, this has been a really nice conversation. So thank you for joining us today and kind of explaining to us about your, you know, sharing your story and, you know, teaching us about strongman competitions. This has been really great. Your information is going to be right in the show notes. So if you want to get in touch with Dan, um, we'll have those links provided for you. Um, So this has been great. So thank you for, for speaking with us. And I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you so much, Wendy. I really appreciate it. God bless you. One more thing before you go. As a fitness professional, I have a great love of exercise and a passion that there always be a space for people to get together and enjoy the types of exercise that they love. If you're interested in learning tips and strategies to help you build a fitness community of your own, please join us on Facebook. We have a free group called The Lifted Community where we talk about these ideas. Just search The Lifted Community on Facebook. I'm looking forward to seeing you there. 